Welcome to The How of Business with Henry Lopez and David Begin, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is Jeff Lair. Jeff, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Henry. Great to be here. I'm excited to have you with us. Uh, Jeff is a business owner and investor uh, with a vast consulting and corporate background. Uh, in the field of connecting with audience uh, to sell and, and inspire action, few really have the depth and breadth of experience that Jeff has. Uh, he's the founder of Engage, a consulting firm which helps businesses with how to engage their market and bring clarity to their marketing. Uh, as a regular speaker on telling your brand story, Jeff connects with his clients and audiences by inspiring them to reimagine their marketing and communications for powerful results. Uh, his experiences, his broad background, his experiences range from creating corporate presentations that connect internally to marketing strategies that drive growth externally. Uh, as a founder of an angel, angel investment group, he also has extensive experience helping startups refine their story for investment and sales. Uh, he's worked across industries in 27 different countries and has written for several publications, including Luxury Business Daily, Industrial Minerals Magazine, and Latin Business Today. He has an MBA from the Anderson School at UCLA and a BA in International Economics from UC Davis. Jeff lives in White Plains, New York area, but he's on his way to a ski trip to Colorado, he tells me. No, no, to Utah, that is, right? Yeah, Tahoe, actually. Tahoe. Tahoe the you like to Nevada. I yeah. picked all three. Well, it took me three states to get yeah, there. Okay. I mean, I, ideally, I'd be able to go around to all three and find the that's right. Home, right? But uh, maybe next year, right? <laughs> Tahoe is good enough. So in this episode, Jeff's going to share with us his personal journey, as we always do, how he got to where he is today, a very interesting corporate background with some other stuff mixed in. So we'll chat about that and then dive into this very important topic of getting better at storytelling and engaging and a framework that he has developed to help us do that because it's how we'll launch for those of you who have not launched the business and certainly critical to continuing to communicate our message to grow our small business. So Jeff Lair, once again, welcome to the show. Hey, that sounds great. I love that introduction, Henry. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad to have you here today. Um, so you speak Spanish also, right? I do. Yeah. Spanish and, and German, actually. I lived in uh, Germany for a while for a number of years and, uh, and my wife is, is Mexican. So, you know, I had ah. to make sure I, I understood the language, right? Of course, of course, of course. Do you, do you have children? I do. 10 and 13. Um, and uh, just on the cusp of exciting things about to happen, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do they speak uh, Spanish or German or... They speak Spanish, yeah. Though my my son, you know, we have um, they're they're in a dual language program where they do one day English and one day Spanish, That's and uh, the first rebellion of of, <laughs> uh, of of our childhood or their childhood is my son saying he no longer wanted to study Spanish; he wanted to study French. Interesting. So, you know that that's a good rebellion to have, right? If we can stick with those, I think I'll be happy. That's right. Yeah, I, I ask because uh, so obviously I not obviously I speak Spanish. I'm from uh, Cuban parents, but my wife is uh, American from East Texas, and so 
I, I failed at having my daughter learn Spanish. I mean, she has an ear for it, but we just yeah. we just didn't get it done. And I regret that. And even she regrets that. She's off to university now. But uh, what, what an advantage it is to be multilingual, certainly at least bilingual. Well, and we have this advantage with these dual-language schools, dual-language schools. It's just great because they That's get true. half of their education in Spanish, you know. So yeah. I think yeah. it's really hard if you're not – you know, if they don't have that reinforcement. Absolutely. If you're not immersed for at least for some period of time, it's it's hard to learn it's a really language. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. So, uh, and you've been all over the world. You, your your experiences with uh, diamond companies is very interesting. Uh, but, but you had a seemed, as I did the research right, shortly after college, this experience with Electric Inc. Yeah. So tell me about that, because that sounded like it was pretty entrepreneurial pretty early in your career. Yeah, well, it was. So, I, you know, I, I decided um, to, to after, when I graduated, I went back to, to Germany uh, where I'd done an internship and, and had a bunch of friends and I wanted to do something new and interesting. So I went there and tried to get a job, but uh, couldn't get the, the work permit. So I thought, well, all right, then I'm going to start my own company. You know, I wasn't going to let the lack of work permit stop me. And uh, that that worked, and and I really started doing IT consulting um, in Berlin under this this banner of, of Electric Inc. Um, hmm. And and the idea there, this is really when when websites were starting to take off, and so I was I was bringing the idea of websites and digital communication and intranets into some some rather large companies in Germany. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and then you have had stints as a market analyst, a market strategist, uh, in business development, and pretty high up on the ranks, board of develop, um, directors. What, what brought you back into the corporate world, or, or did you really look at it as where was the opportunity? I'm always curious. You got a taste of being on your own, and then you went to the corporate world and had a very successful career. Yeah. Why, why did you do that? Well, there was there was a break there. Right? So, so when I was at... Um, when I was working with Electric Inc., the, the challenge that I came up against was I'd fallen into this IT arena, but but it was partly there that I discovered that what really moves things is more of this communication side, is more of how we communicate our stories. So the, the transformation was really about the human interaction and this business thing that I had no understanding of. Uh, not the IT that I'd started to develop knowledge of. So I went back to business school after that. And then out of out of business school, you know, tried the uh, the, the corporate thing for a while. And, and that was interesting uh, because I was then doing, um, I was learning business, learning how businesses work. I was developing sales and marketing strategies. Uh, I was doing M&A. I was uh, promoting these things and communicating with people really around the world, looking at operations in, in all, all parts of the world, uh, from China to Africa, and, and doing things like selling chemicals and buying and selling diamond mines, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a good experience to really get that understanding of how business works and what the, the challenges are at the corporate level. Right, um, right. But but eventually, yeah, the the desire to do my over my own thing uh, won out. <laughs> yeah, and that's when you went back into consulting, right? Yeah, so I went from there into consulting. I, I worked with a small company where we we did uh, strategy consulting and innovation consulting, 
And you know what's what's interesting about that is that the the you, you can craft the best strategy in the world, but if you can't communicate it well, it it doesn't do anything. It doesn't impact the business. And so if you really want to have an impact, you really want to drive change in a business, you really want to take a business to the next level, you have to be able to inspire the people in the business. You have to get them on side with what it is you want to achieve. Um, and getting that buy-in is all about how you're going to communicate and tell your story. And I just fell in love with this concept of creating the story and engaging people rather than informing them with, look how great my strategy is. Yeah. All right. So that then starts to explain where this attention and focus on helping people with their storytelling comes from. That That's where it first became apparent to you that that was an, important to learn and, and then to help others do well. Yeah, I think the epiphany was I can create a business helping people tell these stories. I, and, and when I look back on my career from the time at Electric Inc. to the time at Rio Tinto to the time, you know, as, as a consultant, I was always helping people craft their mm -hmm. stories. I was always helping make things intelligible for the audience. Um, and, and at some point I realized, hey, you know, I can do this as a business. This is something that that is really valuable. Um, that that people can learn and and I can teach them how to do it. So that was the the epiphany moment was realizing that that in and of itself is something that I can offer. Yeah, and then of course, as you've mentioned in other interviews, in 2015 you started Westchester Angels, an angel investment firm, and there you saw firsthand how people struggle with this and trying to pitch their story. Right? Well, yeah, that, so that that really cements it, right? So I, I tell the story now that I've been through a thousand interviews. I mean, sorry, a thousand um, uh, pitches and, you know, 98% uh, of them are uh, abysmal because they, they just take all of their time talking about themselves or their products and, and they don't engage the investor in the opportunity. And, uh, and, and by, you know, you can both destroy a great business idea as well as sell a bad business idea by having the right story. So, when I work with the startups and really get their pitches well aligned, it's so much easier for them to raise money. And it's so much easier for us to sit through, right? As, as the investors, you know, we, 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 we're much more engaged when we hear a, a quality pitch. Uh, so yeah, there was, that, that was sort of the, the epiphany was I can do stories and the frustration, this thing, this, this problem that I absolutely had to fix so that I didn't have to sit through another one of those terrible pitches uh, really <laughs> came from the, from the angels. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a combination of both of those. So Joe, you, you've given this a lot of thought, obviously, and now you have this entity engage that, that helps people with this specifically. Why do you think it is that we struggle so much with this, right? I mean, we're, these are otherwise highly intelligent people. We've done the research, and yet we we often miss this. And yet we know that if you read anything about it, it's, it's kind of core to who we are from way back, right? The storytelling that that is how we communicated and passed on history way back when. Why, why do we miss this, you think? Well, yeah, and I would say it's it's something that we use to communicate even now. I mean, we've been doing it since forever, right? And if you look at at good ads, good campaigns, good movies, good mythology, it's all communicated in in story. I I think that what happens is we sort of 
learn ourselves out of that, right? So, you know, as mm. kids, we communicate on that level. And then we, we become smarter and we educate ourselves and we teach ourselves. And then we want to show everybody that we actually know what we're talking about, right? Yes. And, and, and it's because we are smart. It's because we are intelligent. It's because we do know what we're talking about. Um, so so we, we try and, and convey that to people. And, and the problem, the thing that we miss is that the way to convey it is not necessarily by talking about how smart we are, but by putting it into a format that people can relate to. And that's that storytelling uh, concept. And, you know, it's, it's just that process of getting smarter that takes us out of telling stories. Um, I, I think the upside is it's not that hard to learn how to put your, uh, your message into a storytelling framework and to use this idea of storytelling to, to frame your marketing messages. But it is something that we have to relearn. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna, we're going to dive into it deeper as it relates to when it's a marketing message for a small business and how do we actually do that. I think there it gets a little bit more challenging. But if, if for those of us who are listening who are looking to launch a business, that – that there, I think we, again, to your point, which is, makes a lot of sense, we want to lean on, look at all the research I've done, look at all the statistics I've gathered, look at my numbers. Right. And at the end of the day, those are just projections at best, right? But it, but you have to inspire somebody to take action, to invest in me, to, to help me with the next step. And what, what I always tell people is that, that nobody is actually interested in you or what you've done, mm-hmm. right? They're, they are interested in the problem that you solve. So they're listening for how can what you do impact me? How, how is this going to make my life better? Right. And, and invariably, you know, we, we want to impress with the stuff that we've done, good stuff, interesting stuff, but it's not getting out that problem we solve. So, you know, even in networking events, the first thing I ask people is, what is the problem you solve? And if you're starting a company, you know, you've got to understand the, that problem. You've got to understand what it is you do, how you're going to, how that is going to impact your audience and solve a problem for them. And that's where you can engage them. You know, because if, if you fall back on your experience, people just aren't listening, yeah. right? But they will listen to how you're going to solve a problem. And, and when you can express that, that's when you get into that magic. That's when, when the eyes you know, light up and the ears perk up, you know, when they can understand that problem, they say, ah, I've got that problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to go back to those, those three points that you articulate in in the uh, download materials and other materials that we'll talk about in a moment, but uh, nobody actually cares what you do. You talked about that. Yeah. They care about how you solve their problem. I think just that sentence alone says so much. And then the third piece of it you talk about is people have short attention spans. And, and of course, yeah. we can talk about that because we can argue that it's even worse today than it ever has been, right? Well, that's so that's that's the yeah, the third point is that we, they've, Microsoft did a study in which they showed that our attention span was down to eight seconds. And somebody else somehow measured the attention span of a goldfish and found that it's nine seconds. So, <laughs> you know, I like to say that we have a shorter attention span than, than goldfish. So we have to explain to people in eight seconds uh, you know, why they care, what the problem is we solve for them so that they want more of that. And, and once they understand that, they'll give us more time. They'll be more interested. But they're only going to give us those eight seconds to really understand what that problem is. And they're not going to do the work 
to figure it out because that would take longer than eight seconds, right? Yeah. So we have to do the work for them and be crystal clear about how we the, the problem we solve yeah. and how that's going to make our uh, prospects' life easier. Agreed. And, and of course, Jeff, it, it's exacerbated by whether you believe or accept that attention spans are lower or not. The, the fact is that everybody is bombarded by so much more content, yeah. messages, whatever. <laughs> that right. is a fact, right? That, that's, and, there's no arguing that number. And how do we solve that problem? So we go out, we say, oh, there's so much noise out there. So the way we do it is we generate more noise, right? More noise, yeah. So we say, all right, so I'm going to say what I said. I'm going to say it louder. I'm going to say it stronger. I'm going to say it to more people. And, and what we end up doing is spending all of our time generating more noise and nobody's listening. And that's that's exactly right. And and we, we create more noise, more noise, and more noise. And what we have to do is get back to being the signal, right? We have to get back to being that signal and the noise, and and almost generate less noise, but have it be so meaningful that people gravitate towards us. This is Henry Lopez, co-host of the How of Business podcast, and I invite you to schedule a free business coaching consultation with me. I welcome the opportunity to chat with you about your business goals and offer the guidance and accountability that we all need to achieve success. As an experienced small business owner, I understand the challenges you are experiencing, and often it's about helping you ask the right questions to help you make progress towards achieving your goals. I can help you get there. To find out more about my business coaching services, and to schedule your free coaching session, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. All right, introduce for us, if you will, your storytelling framework. Well, sure. I mean, we our our framework is really based on uh, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, and you know the reason we like this is that if you look at all stories, all mythologies, all successful. Hollywood movies, they're, they're strikingly similar. And, and they really follow a very similar path. And, and, you know, our theory, our understanding is that that's because it's, it's a reflection of what's in our DNA. It's a reflection of how we think and how we interact. So, you know, if, if you read The Hero's Journey, it's, it's actually a very complicated uh, concept. There's a lots of, of different takes on it. And we've just... St- streamlined it to say that you start with a character uh, and and that character is is your customer that character is is the person for whom you're solving a problem and and they have wants and needs in their life uh, but there's a reason that they can't get what they want and that's uh, that's the villain in your story so you what you do is you help the character achieve what they want by overcoming the villain and you come in as a mentor um, and you you have certain authority as a mentor. You bring some tools. You bring some some ways of of interacting as a result of that. And you encourage the character to take action, so that the character can uh, receive a reward and become a hero and avoid some sort of terrible fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's that that transformation to a hero that really engages people. It's positioning them as the hero of the story and you as a mentor, which gives you the space to really be able to engage with them. Yeah. And that's the general outline. 
Okay, let me ask you a couple questions. So I think one of the things I take away from it, having studied this before and then reading your materials, the, the character then points to, I think one of the things I take away from it is that the better defined you have that character, the better you know that person, what they respond to, you know, that avatar is different terms for it, that sure. ideal target customer, then the better I can use this arc, use this formula, this framework rather to to directly appeal to them. Very Absolutely. different than what a lot of us do, especially as small business owners, where we take a shotgun approach and see if it sticks, right? Right. No, that's um, exactly it. And 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 we'll spend a lot of time with people uh, just defining that character. And if, if you think about it, you can do a lot of research just on defining who your customer is, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more precisely you can understand who they are and what their challenges are, right? The better you can tell them how you can address those challenges. Yeah. So that's exactly right. You know, understand your character, understand your challenge. And, and when you're starting a business, that's that first place to start. It's not with, you know, who you are and what you do, but who your customer is and what problem they face. What is their like, life like day to day? And then what is their life going to be like after they interact with you? Exactly. That's that. They're going back to the pain that you're going to solve. Now, here's the other thing I want to clarify. The, the mentor and the tools and the plan that I'm offering you to help you solve your problem, I directly can correlate that if I'm in a, in a service business, a consulting business where I am the face of the business. Right. But help me translate this to if I own a restaurant, for example, and, and it's a brand or the name of the restaurant, that is then where instead of meets a mentor instead of the mentor it's my brand and my restaurant and what i offer there do you understand what i'm, how I'm trying to translate this and help me think through that it's it's as valid for products restaurant services right it's just the, the story changes a little bit so in this case the character is going to be the restaurant patron mm -hmm. right somebody's coming into a restaurant and you're and and the restaurant is offering them an experience food something right they're 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 going to come in either they're going in let's say you know hungry and the experience is i'm going to get quick food right and then the restaurant has to be the mentor that has the way to get quick food so that's you know your mcdonald's example right or it's it's some or it's a high-end restaurant where i'm going on a romantic date and i want to have this this you know amazing experience with somebody Right. And so the restaurant has to convince you that they can provide that amazing experience. And and uh, so that's what we're talking about. The restaurant then is the mentor. Right. Or the product can be the mentor that's solving a problem for the character. And it's a wonderful example because you have to think a lot about, you know, what your what the problem is you're solving. So you can't be a fast food restaurant who's trying to offer a romantic experience, right? right. Because those two just don't really work together, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you need a different mentor for a romantic experience than you need for a quick fast food bite. Yeah, that's what we, we've talked a lot about that on this show, about being congruent, making sure. And we see that disconnect so often in restaurants, it's been particular, yes. especially with fast food restaurants. They're, they're trying to pitch you something else, but we know that they don't actually deliver on that. And people read through yeah. that very quickly, right? 
You know, it's like, keep it simple. I, I just want a quick burger because I'm hungry and I need to move on with my day, right? So that's just, I, that's the place I want to go when that's what I want, right? Yes. So, so the, the, the pain or, that I'm trying to solve for you there is you, you've got limited time, you're in a hurry, you're hungry, hungry. Uh, I'm in my car. And, and so that's where I should focus on delivering a message. I've got a solution for you. Right. Yeah, I've got a solution. It's quick, easy, inexpensive, and it's going to fill you up. Yeah. Right. And that's just a, and 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 I know what I'm doing because I've got a lot of experience with these with these restaurants. I've got these restaurants. My operations are great. I've got a great reputation for this. Right. So there's a lot of evidence that I can actually deliver on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's easier to do with a fast food restaurant where it's there's not a high bar. If you think of the the high-end romantic experience or the tasting menu, right, you're going to need to get to know the chef a little bit more. There's going to need to be a little bit more, you know, before I spend a thousand bucks on on a, on a dinner, I'm going to want to make sure that they can really deliver that experience. So that's why the chef is going to come out to the table. That's why the chef is going to talk to you about the quality of the food you know, because they are the mentor in that case, and they're representing the restaurant, making sure that you have that quality experience. Yeah, great point. Um, do you do think this this framework applies to just about every kind of business? I mean, you've worked with a lot of businesses now with Engage. What, what has been your experience there? Oh, it, it, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a way of thinking, right? It's It's a way of communicating. So, you know, any business, I, I like to tell the story of, of Dos Equis and, uh, and the, the most uh, interesting man in the world, right, which is exactly this framework. And, and if you think about selling beer, if you were just to sell beer the way we sell other products, they talk about boiling barley and putting it in a, a cask for a while with some yeast, pouring it in bottles. And, you know, would you like some? But, but instead of that, you know, they take this product, which really on the face of it is pretty boring. And, and they create an engaging experience where if you order a Dos Equis and you're at a bar and, and you're sort of this insecure guy at a bar and you order a Dos Equis, the person next to you is going to start talking to you about the invisible, uh, the, the most interesting man, right? So, so they're solving that problem for me right there of entering into conversation in a bar. So you can think of it with any product. It's what Apple does with their products. It's what a successful... Um, any successful brand is going to use this to really connect with people around their products and their services. And, and I think internally as well, you know, I advise people on presentations. How am I going to give a presentation that's going to resonate with the audience? Well, the audience is the hero. They're the character. What is their challenge and how are you providing a solution? And, and you can find it everywhere in good TED Talks, good movies, good advertising, you know, over and over again. Agreed. Agreed. You know, continuing with the, the beer commercial example, you take Dos Equis. You know, Dos Equis was a beer that five years ago, you, you couldn't find it anywhere on tap. And now, at least it, nothing. It, it seems in my experience, like every bar I go to has it on tap, right? So it, it has yeah. been an incredibly successful campaign. Now, I'm not as big of a fan of the latest guy, but that's just a personal thing. But then you take a beer like... <laughs> But there it is. It's a conversation. It is a conversation. Piece right exactly. There, right there, I'll be right? talking about their beer. But but then there's the other side of it, Jeff, is like uh, Sam Adams. Sam Adams does talk about how they make the beer because that's their thing. They're appealing to a different character, a different avatar, right, that looks for that craft beer or is interested in those things. And that's why you see that stark yeah. difference in their commercials compared to a Dos Equis commercials, I think. 
Yeah, but do, but but uh, even so, right? Sam Adams is making that connection. Are, with yeah. You, yeah, right. They're making that connection with you around this quality experience, sort of this historical experience, this craft experience. You know, we're sort of in this together. It's artisanal, right? So there's something there that that uh, that engages people around th- their their story. That's more than we just make beer, right? And and in fact, they're so good at that that. The, the Craft Beer Association, you know, the people who define craft beer, they redefine craft beer every year as Sam Adams grows to include Sam Adams, That's funny. right? So the definition, the maximum amount of beer that you can produce and call yourself a craft beer is whatever Sam Adams produces. That tells you something, yeah. Right? <laughs> so they've really mastered the art of that they story. Have. So even as they're talking about what they do, they're they're – they're talking about it in a way that connects with their audience and is really about how they're going to make you special and different because you are drinking Sam Adams. You know something. You're a part of the Cognizetti because you are drinking Sam Adams. That's right. Did you uh, get to watch the Super Bowl and the commercials? I did watch the commercials. I, I missed the Super Bowl, but but you know you can't miss the commercials, right? <laughs> <laughs> so is there one uh, commercial where we're recording this for our listeners uh, the week after the 2018 Super Bowl? Is there a a commercial that stood out to you that you thought followed the framework very well? Yeah. I mean, we, we were really struck this year by how bad the commercials were. I mean, for right. us, most of them really didn't connect at all. It seemed to be, you know, a lot of borrowed interest. So, you know, buy our brand because this famous person mm-hmm. likes our brand. And, you know, that's, that's sort of saying we have nothing interesting to say. So we're going to have somebody else try and say it you know, for us, but we liked the, the yellowtail ad. Um, it was this, you know, yellowtail wine. And we thought that one sort of hit the mark because there was a, uh, you know, there's a party and, and the party goers are the hero in that case. And they're, and they're the hero because they are getting this yellowtail wine, right? So they're not talking about, they don't have anybody saying, Hey, this is a great wine. They're saying, if you, if you buy our wine, you're going to have a great party. You know, we're going to make you a hero. And because, you know, everybody's going to recognize that this is a great party because you have yellowtail wine. Um, and that really gets at this this scenario. And, and you know, when you watch it afterwards, you're thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll get some yellowtail wine for my next party. Right. And that's mm-hmm. how you're connecting with people. And, and I'll bet you, you know, people who watch that that ad when they're out buying wine. Right. And, and they see that yellowtail um, label, they're going to think of the fun at that party. You know, because that's a story that's going to resonate with him. Um, some of these others were just disastrous. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it's interesting what, what they spend millions of dollars on, and and you wonder afterwards what what was that for, right? Yeah, um, I, I, you'd think you know they could, and and here's the thing, Henry. They all know the script, right? Yeah, so they should. Right be using this i mean this is you know in advertising and marketing you're taught this there's there, there are books that you read on the hero's journey for, journey for advertising so they should all get this if you're spending millions of dollars and you're getting that kind of advertising something's wrong <laughs> yeah i i think most of some of it has got to be they're all so desperate to do something different and to stand out that it's become kind of a different game if you will um but let's bring it back down to the the small business owner then right you know, one of the things I've always been challenged with, I've owned restaurants, I, we have a car wash business. And and so a lot of times we get a small, very small business owners, we get bogged down with 
only doing what I call call to action advertisement, the coupon, the special, the buy one, get one free. And mm-hmm. we don't do a lot of what I've as small business want to kind of put in a category of brand advertisement. And, and I think there's a, there's a mistake there and a disconnect there because how do I, how do I effectively communicate this story and follow this framework if what I'm offering is a buy one, get one free coupon? Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's a place for, you know, promotion. There's a place for a buy one, get one free coupon, but that's a pretty weak um, offer, right? Because it's, it's only about price. And so by, by thinking about this story, you make a stronger offer. And, and how do you communicate the story? You communicate it with everything you do. You communicate it with your website, right? It should be front and center in your website with your marketing materials. If you are going to offer a discount, if you are going to offer a two for one discount, make sure that you've, that's, that comes at the end of explaining the wonderful experience that somebody's going to get. Right. And and the reason that they're they're coming to, you you know, even a car wash, right? You're 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 going to have a clean car, you're gonna have a, a good experience, you're going to have, you know, we're going to take care of your car and in a way that's really going to uh impress you, that's really going to you know make sure you come out with this shiny car that looks brand new, you know, whatever it is. And then the the discount at the end is is sort of a nice to have. I mean what what we actually like to look at is the difference between what happens if I engage you and what I don't. And uh, Christopher Fogler and uh, calls this the stakes, right? What's at stake? And what's at stake is that if, if I engage you, I'm going to get this benefit. And if I don't, I'm going to lose something. You know, my life is going to go in a direction that I don't want it to go in. My car is going to get dirtier, right? People are going to look at me funny because I don't stand out the right way. Um, and And that's really a lot more powerful than just the two for one to say, if you work with us, you're going to have this wonderful experience. And if you don't, you're, you're going to have this, this mediocre or bad experience. And you do it in a way that's not mm-hmm. fear mongering, but that just shows them the contrast. Uh, so we sort of, we like to do that, but you know, promotion has a place, but it has to be well thought through as a part of your whole marketing strategy. Yeah, that makes sense. When you, you know, so for often for small business owners, we we don't have access to television, at least not in an effective way, maybe right. radio. And I've tried it all, of course, but print is often, so we're, we're going to do, for example, a postcard mailer after we open our new car wash location here in the next month. And we're going to offer a free wash because we're trying to get people to come in and visit us. But if I'm listening correctly to what you're saying, that postcard that I mail should also tell the story. So one of the Good. one of the key drivers, of course, uh, or maybe not, of course, if you live in Denver, which is where we're opening this wash, is you got to get that stuff off your car after a snowstorm, the, right. the uh, salt and all that other stuff, right? So there's right. a motivator there or that's going to damage your car, right? So that's that's the trigger. And we do that very well, very efficiently at a low price point. So my card, my, my mailer would be much more effective if I communicate that. And oh, by the way, here's here's an incentive for you to come and try us. Is that fair? Yeah, well, I'd say probably the problem that you're solving for people there is is both the the beauty and longevity of their car, mm-hmm. right? And and that you you you're you're helping them ensure that their car looks nice. You're helping them ensure that their car stays stays nice for a long time, you know. And if if they come to you, you're going to make sure that that happens. You know how to how to how to clean cars, how to make this work, you know. And and if they don't, 
they're going to end up with a rusty jalopy. You know, that that's what's going to happen at the end. And, and, you know, maybe those are the wrong words, but but something along those lines so that people get that feeling, oh, what this guy is doing for me is not just cleaning my car. He's making sure that it, you know, stays nice for a long time. And, and we know that problem, right? You're helping me avoid having to buy a new one. You're helping me avoid um, the rust in my car. And, and those are big deals. You know, we have that same problem here in New York, right? So, uh, uh, so yeah, and, and that should be communicated in your postcard. It doesn't need to be a lot of words. It could right. be a headline and an image, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be really, because you only have eight seconds, right? So, you know, it's not eight point font telling a whole story and flip over to the back of the card to see the end of the story. It's, right. Right there, that image, that headline communicates right away that that hero's journey, and and you can do it in just an image, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. Those are great tips. I also think, we, and we touched on this earlier, that what let's continue with the example of the car wash. Yeah, we're often it's a, for us the type of car wash we operate is an impulse buy often. So people see it, they've got the time, they'll swing in and get a quick car wash. But mm-hmm. I think that we're telling this story in the experience. And that goes back to the point we're talking about that if there's a disconnect, you know, if I'm Burger King and trying to present to you that this is an, a luxury experience, there's an obvious disconnect, right? Now that's an extreme example, but we see that more often than not, where some, some business will try to put itself forth as something that it's not really, I have to be congruent. I have to deliver on this or very quickly people no longer pay attention to me. Right. Right. So is, is, is it that you are, a, a quick car wash, you know, jump in and jump out. We'll have you out in five minutes with this phenomenal clean. Or is it we're going to take care of your car with with kid gloves and make sure that it's it's, you know, well protected and taken care of, you know, forever. I mean, they're just different problems that you are solving. Right. And and it's it's not necessarily, you know, a car wash. You might be able to extend it to say that we you know, we have both. Right. We have a detailing as well as a quick in and out, right? And and you would just think of how you would sell that that differently. I don't think it's necessarily incongruent to have a quick car wash and a detailed car wash. Right, right. When you but you know what what you're not going to do is say and we're going to paint your car, right? Mm-hmm. Because n- now you're in a completely different field, right? Why am I going to trust you to paint my car? You clean it, right? The same thing with with McDonald's, you know, McDonald's can offer me a cup of coffee, that's fine, right? Um, they can, you know, offer me a salad in addition to a burger so I can have a little bit healthier, uh, eating experience. That's okay. But, but the, the romantic evening out, that's, that's like, you know, a car wash painting your car. It's just a different product entirely. Right. And those are, and these are easy examples to follow, Jeff. I think where we get stuck is we don't clearly understand who our target character is, who our target market is. And so we try to be everything to everybody. Right. hundred percent. Well, the, the biggest problems we see is trying to be everything to everybody. So you don't know who your customer really is. And even if you're going to have multiple customers, you need to start with one, right? And then, and then carefully, mindfully build to two and three, but ha- understand who that customer is. And then realize that the customer is the hero in the story. Because mm-hmm. too often we want to make ourselves the hero of the story, right? But that turns people off. The customer is the hero of the story. You are just helping the customer achieve their goals. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and, and that's how people really can start relating to what you're selling. Yeah, that makes sense. 
All right, so summarize. We've touched on it, but summarize for me the services and offerings that uh, Engage provides its clients. And then I think you have a couple of download and, and opportunities for some other um, discounts to an upcoming workshop. So tell me all about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the way we work is we always start with with defining your story. And we do that in a, a workshop format where we come into a business or people can come to our public workshop. Uh, and and then we we work with them on their stories and then we can help with a marketing strategy and content and everything after that. But we make sure that each step of the process uh, adds value and, and gives people something uh, on their journey towards being better entrepreneurs and, and uh, better marketers of their business. And uh, we do have our template available at uh, storyisstrategy.com. And they can they can download it there by clicking on the download button. And then uh, we also send some emails that explain how to use it and how to um, think about the, their their marketing strategy. Uh, and then if if you're in the New York area or plan to be in New York, uh, we have uh, workshops and uh, you can use the how of business, all one word, lowercase and, and get 20 percent off if you're interested. So that's. A great experience. And what I like about this for individual entrepreneurs is it gives you the opportunity to try your story out with other people in a room who are your peers, who are also doing the same thing and who can give you instant feedback. You know, sometimes starting a business can be a very lonely experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is a great way to get some of that, that individual feedback from people. Yeah, great point and great stuff. Appreciate all of that. We'll have, if you didn't catch all that, we'll have links to all of it on the show notes page for this episode at thehowofbusiness.com. So appreciate that, Jeff. Those are great Absolutely. offers. I, I've downloaded the template. In fact, I have it in front of me and I think it's, you know, it's, it's simple yet powerful. You know, you've simplified this concept of applying the uh, hero's journey, but, you know, just in four pages, I got a lot out of it. So it's a very valuable free download that everybody should take advantage of. And everybody can get better at this, right? I've, I've been learning about storytelling. I have a sales background. I help people do this, but you always learn. So even if you think, nah, I've got that, you you can always get better at it. Well, that's the fun of it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we, we especially as entrepreneurs, we're always learning, right? That's and right. we always need feedback. We always need others. So, you know, even I, uh, you know, I, I, I help other people and, and other help other people help me. They reflect back how my stories are landing and, and how my marketing is working. And, and, and yeah, we can always be learning. We can always be um, in, improving the way we, we communicate and, and market. And things change, right? So we always need that feedback as well. What works, what doesn't work. That's right. Agreed. Jeff, what do you love most about what you do today? You know, I I really enjoy um, being able to inspire people to to tell their stories. I think it is uh, it's it's really rewarding for me to see uh, sort of the eyes light up and and the relief that people get when they're you know when they get it and they're able to communicate more effectively. You know, I think I've done a lot of work with large corporates where my my output was a PowerPoint, and now my output is, <laughs> is people getting better business and really being able to engage. And, and I just find that incredibly fulfilling. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, books. Do you have a book that you would recommend to us? Yeah, sure. A couple of them. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. He said, well, you know, all the stuff that I do, you can actually really find it in the 
in, in the business book section. And I joked, I said, yeah, well, you can find all of my stuff in books as well, but it tends to be in the mythology section. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but one book I recommend for all marketers is uh, Christopher Vogler's The Writer's Journey, Mythic Structures for Writers. And it's just a great simplified way of, of thinking of all of the different archetypes in in stories and mythology and, and a great tool for thinking about how to apply that to business. Um, and, and another one is actually by, by Sean Callahan, and this is actually in the business section, putting stories to work. Uh, and he's the founder of a business called anecdote in, in Australia. They do wonderful work, um, as, as well. Also in the same area that, uh, that, that, that I do, but, a little bit different take, and and I just think they've got a great take on how to think about stories. So that's putting stories to work by uh, Sean Callahan. Wonderful, thanks for those recommendations. We'll have links to both of those books as well on the show notes page for this episode. All right, we'll wrap it up here, Jeff. What's one thing that you want us to take away from this conversation that we had today? Well, I, I the the one thing is really to understand that the role of of marketer and and we're all marketers as entrepreneurs running our companies. So the role of marketer is to inspire and engage on a visceral level, and not to inform. Hmm. And and if we follow these these structures, we can do that and and bring people into our world, and and then they will give us the opportunity to really show them what we can do. Well said. Love that. Okay. This has been a great conversation, Jeff. I've learned a lot. Like I said, I learned uh, just going through the the download. So I encourage everyone to take advantage of that. You'll find that link again on our show notes page. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today and to share all this knowledge. Thanks for having me, Henry. It's been great fun. And uh, I've learned a thing or two as well. So uh, what a great experience. Good day. Good. When we learn something, it's a good day, right? Exactly. This is Henry Lopez, and you've been listening to another episode of The How of Business. My guest again was Jeff Lair. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.